Back on another episode of Speed Street, uh, recording on Saturday, a little weekend work for y'all. Uh, thanks for being with us, Joey Molinaro, Connor Daly. Connor, I know you've had a full week per usual. How you feeling? How, how, how are you? Ah, well, today begins the, uh, the, the first, actually more than one day I'll be home in at least three weeks, so uh, it has been difficult, but we have been obviously trying to – it is mainly my fault for the lack of consistency in putting out episodes here, but we, uh, we are definitely working on it, and we're, we are getting it in. We do appreciate people uh, listening. Ha- had a lot of people in Long Beach, uh, you know, come up to me and say they enjoyed the podcast. And a, a wide range of folks, too, which I, I, I – it's – it's just cool. Like, I, I think it's, you know, for us to, to be able to talk to people and, and at least, you know, get them uh, into uh, basically another level of motorsport, um, you know, that, that's, that's the goal. I, ha- I had one young person come up to me and say that they're a new IndyCar fan and they've been using our podcast to, like, help learn about more about the sport. So I was like, well, that's really cool. So uh, we appreciate those folks. Um, I yeah, it's it's been a crazy last week. We went Long Beach straight to the simulator, uh, home for six hours, and then went to Louisville with Old Hinch and Rossi and a couple of our buddies uh, to do some uh, bourbon activities. Which was really that's that wasn't work. That was just that was just vacation. <laughs> How was it? How was the bourbon? Well, we went down to Buffalo Trace, the Buffalo Trace Distillery. And we did a, uh, a single barrel selection, uh, which was very awesome. Uh, the folks down at Buffalo Trace were fantastic. Nice folks. I think we picked a good barrel. We'll see. Uh, it's, it, it was, it's for James's charity, I believe. James, good, big charity guy raising money for whatever James's charity raises money for. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it, it's a great experience, great, great charitable activity coming up. Coming up. And, yeah, I tell you what, I enjoyed the heck out of Lexington, Kentucky. I, I've never really been out down there. Enjoyed the heck out of it. it great city. Like, two nights of Lexington, Kentucky was a fantastic time. Love it. Yeah, I'm going to be down there for the Kentucky Derby um, coming up in a couple weeks, really. Uh, me and Rye are going to be down there. My boy Vinko's running in a pre-card race, so not the Derby itself. But a pre-card race, so yeah, dude, I'm excited to get down there myself. And uh, sounds like you guys had a had a hell of a time for sure. And that's great about people coming up to you in the paddock, dude. About our show, I love to hear it. I think I think that it's it's we're we're setting the scene, we're setting the table for just an absolutely gigantic month of May. You know, um, on a on a on a multiple on a variety of different levels uh, with you, with me, with what I got coming. Um, with this show, uh, with different events that we're going to be doing. Um, I just want the audience and the listeners to know that we are setting up a gigantic month of May and we're coming back in better than we've been in almost three years because it's going to be full on, full send, full go uh, for the month of May. And so you better hop on board with Speed Street right now because big things are coming. Yeah, and I tell you what, man, the heat for May is on. It's going to be awesome. You know, we're obviously uh, – we're, we're testing next week at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, uh, and, and everyone's pumped about that. A two-day test uh, back on the Oval at IMS, um, which, you know, is, is basically the, 
that's when we know we're getting close is uh, we start getting the initial information on, on, uh, on, on how, how May is going to look. So 32 cars are going to be there, which is going to be a lot of fun. Um, and I mean, Long Beach was fantastic. I mean, I saw you briefly there, just briefly, just <laughs> a, little, a little in passing. Hey, I, there's old Joey over there. Yeah. yeah. So anyway. we, we, we made it out there for, uh, we had a, a, a fairly free day on Friday because we were out in LA the same weekend and we were like, you know what? Screw it. Let's go. It's like, we had a rental car, you know, 40 minute drive. Everywhere there is a 40 minute plus drive, you know? Yes. So we we're like, you know what? Screw it. We got the time. Let's go down there. And um, we went down there and yeah, so we, we made our way to the track and did pass Connor daily. It was, a, I think I took you by surprise almost. So you were like, wait, what, yeah. what the hell are you doing here? Um, but saw you, we were out there for uh, the, the last Friday practice session. Um, but let's get into Long Beach, man. A little recap of, of Long Beach, the race itself. Uh, it was another obviously beautiful day, just an incredible scene out there aesthetically. Uh, you know, when you're just watching it on TV or at the race, absolutely gorgeous. Um, but what, what were your thoughts on the race? What went right for you? What went wrong? And how do we feel coming out of it? Well, yeah, there was a lot that went on. It was, a, it was a very, right out the gate, you know, first practice Friday, super hot. Um, but the track was really fast. And I don't know if they put a sealant on the track or something. Something was different with the surface because we were immediately – you know, running lap times that were way faster than qualifying last year. So not sure if that just means that we, you know, again, last year we ran the race at the end of the year, California weather doesn't really change that much, but maybe in September, the road conditions, track conditions are a little bit different than when they are normally in April. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a really fast track and we, you know, we, Going into Long Beach, we knew it was going to be a struggle for us. It was it was one of our, if not our worst track last year, and and there's just there's no denying that we knew it. We were very aware of it, um, and you know what? It was still tough. Like there's there's no doubt about it. We were we were definitely missing something at the weekend, and you know a, a couple other people were too. I think you looked at some of the Ray Hall cars. I, I don't think qualified as high as they were hoping, or or as high as we would normally expect. Um, and, and yeah, it was, it was an interesting weekend. If you had an Andretti car, it looked like that thing was, you know, they were ripping. Um, but then again, you know, Penske wins. So it's, it's an interesting, it was an interesting weekend overall. We definitely improved a little bit, not quite enough, but you know, we went from qualifying 22nd to 17, you know what I mean? So it's a, a small, a small upgrade for us. Um, but we were much more comfortable in the race. For sure, we were, we were a better car in the race. Uh, we did, you know, again, we didn't have the overall, you know, fast lap of the race type speed. But the tire, we, we controlled the tire wear, I think, quite well. Uh, and, and for us, it was just a solid race. And it's something that we needed. Uh, I mean, to finish 12th, and, you know, we were, up, we were up higher than that and had, a, you know, obviously a big moment and, and lost one spot. But, uh, you know, we were fast enough to be up there. We were fast enough to probably be, you know, inside the top 10 if we, if we would have made, uh, you know, a couple other choices. The field gets spread out. Scott Dixon had a great strategy. They, did, they undercut massively, and he's obviously very good at doing that. So they, you know, they played it right, and he was super quick on reds uh, when, when he had clear track. So there was a lot of interesting things. You know, starting right next to Dixon, seeing him finish, uh, you know, fifth or sixth was, 
yeah, that was tough. But I think, I think they, you know, they made the right call. They had a little bit more pace than us. Um, but yeah, it, it was a, it was a solid race. A lot went on, a lot of people on the wall. Heck, I almost hit the wall a bunch myself. Um, and it's, it was just one of those races, super physical with the extra grip on the track. It was, it was so tough to hold the wheel. I think for a lot of different people, uh, Callum, I hit the wall, like right in front of me in turn eight. Uh, and, and it just looked like one of those things that on, on street courses, you can't make any mistakes. It, it's, it's the tiniest of margins and boom, you're in the wall and the race is over. Yep. Um, and so, you know, it, it was, it was a very, very interesting day, tough weekend for a lot of people. Jim Johnson had broke his hand, broke a bone in his hand. Uh, and, and I mean, just lots went on in three days, a lot went on, but I, from, from, from your perspective, Joe, did, did it look, I mean, did it look like a good race? It seemed like a decent race to, to for, from, from our standpoint. Yeah, I mean, you hate to see – you're right. There was a bunch that happened. I mean, Colton Herta sets a, you know, track record. Um, you know, obviously he, he, he wins the poll. It was almost like Nashville last year for him, right? I mean, he's just – his car is absolute rocket. Pole sitter. He, he, he's up there. Um, you know, he has a bad pit stop, slow pit stop. That kind of screws him. Uh, and then, like you said, he's one little mistake. He's into the wall. See ya. Done even though he had been dominating all weekend long. Very similar to Nashville from what we saw from him last year. Uh, Demarcus Erickson, uh, <laughs> the ca- I don't know if you yeah. saw the, the camera pan where he's just out there on an island by himself. That Incredible. was absolutely hysterical. Love that. Um, what else went down? You, you hate that. What's that? The Colton thing as well. I just it's, – it's, it's, I mean, it's crazy. When I saw what happened after the race, I just couldn't believe it because, like, I mean – it, 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 the guy was so dominant and, and so fast. But again, it just goes to show, I say this time and time again, how difficult it really is for all these drivers out there. You know, Colton was so fast, but he's not, he's not, and it's not a cakewalk, right? Like it's, you know, we're pushing every lap for everything we're worth. Uh, and especially in a scenario like that, if you have a tough pit stop, you try to make up everything yourself. Um, and, and again, he's still young right? Like he's so fast and it's easy to kind of bring the reins back in a little bit rather than tell him to go out there and be more aggressive. You know what I mean? I think that's, that's what you'd always like to see is someone that is already at maximum and might overstep a little bit too much, but let's just bring it back a little bit. And, and, and he'll, you know, he'll obviously learn from that. Uh, it, It was, it was a, it was a wild thing to see, but again, this track was hard this weekend. Very difficult. We had guys like even Marcus Erickson. He's been bomb-proof lately. You know, he's been finishing so much in the top ten. Uh, you know, a bit of a mistake. Uh, and, and, yeah, we, we saw lots of, uh, of, of that over the weekend. And I think that just is a great showing of how good our racing is, how tough these cars are to drive. And, you know, if you're not watching IndyCar, then you're doing things wrong. Yeah, I mean, I, I was watching. So our flight back to, well, not back to Indy. We, we had to uh, connect her to Minneapolis. But we were watching. Luckily, luckily enough, we were on a Delta flight. So they get live TV on there on the back of the, uh, you know, on the back of the seat. So I watched the entirety of the race uh, on the flight, which was cool and interesting in and of, of itself. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the race looked great. Obviously, like I said, aesthetically, it looked great. Cars looked great. Um, hate to see it, you know, and under yellow, right? I mean, that that's kind of a eh. Uh, but, yeah, man, old Joseph Newgarden, like he <laughs> – I 
the man is uh, he's hot right now, and you know he's got he's about to be a dad any minute probably. Um, they mentioned that a ton on the broadcast, and rightfully so. But uh, he 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 just you know I feel like and correct me if I'm wrong, but you know Joseph's age and vet status and experience um, shows in a situation like that. Whereas like we're talking about with Colton, so young, so fresh so aggressive. I feel like the savviness of Joseph Newgarden plus, you know, he's just always going to be up there, uh, showed the situation like that. And then boom, there he is, you know, taking, taking the checkered flag again. You know what I think was also interesting about it. I think we saw a, a bit of a different Roman Grosjean as well. I thought last year, Roman probably would have tried to either do something a little bit more aggressive to pass Joseph for the win. But what that looked like to me, the, the last restart was uh, two championship competitors. You know what I mean? They're thinking we're going to store points away. This is going to be a good day no matter what. Uh, and, 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 and old Roman gross jeans wasn't going to throw that away. And, uh, and I, and I think that's, you know, that's, that's interesting. I, I thought I looked at that and I was like, all right, these look like they're, you know, two guys that are here for the long haul. Um, and, and, and that's good. You know, Roman was fast all weekend. Joseph was sneaky fast all weekend. He just slid in there and, uh, you know, got the win. But again, you look at the way they strategized, you look at the pit stops, Joseph's pit stops were unbelievable. I mean, it's just, it's outstanding how much that can help you in an IndyCar race right now. And there's just, I mean, that the races are won and lost now in the pits. And obviously, you know, we have a lot to do on the track ourselves and saving fuel and whatever, but these races are so controlled by how well your day goes on pit lane. And, and it's fascinating to watch because, you know, we've got a lot of elite athletes in the pit lane doing, you know, doing some serious work and we got to pay respect to those guys. We've got to pay respect to those men and women there in the pit lane um, that are helping us out. So it was very, very cool to see. It's obviously there are not many bad days for that uh, Joseph Newgarden Penske crew or any of the Penske crews really. Um, but yeah, that, that was, that was a massive part of it. And heading into Barber, it's, it's going to be interesting to see if he can keep it up. Cause again, Joseph is very good at Barber. And so is he going to make it three wins in a row? I mean, that's, that's something that I haven't seen in IndyCar in a long time. Yeah. I mean, three races, three Penske wins, two of them from, from old Joey Newgarden. Um, I got to apologize to to Mrs. Newgarden, Ashley on the show, because she always gives me shit uh, because uh, for whatever reason, I just, since he's always there, I guess it's like, it's almost like it's too easy of an, of a pick to pick Joseph, you know? So like when I'm making picks or when I'm gambling, you know, a lot of times I'm just like, I don't even think about it. Cause I'm like, yeah, he'll be up there, but who's, who's somebody I get value on or whatever. Uh, so she gives me shit about it on Instagram. Uh, so I do have to apologize to, to her and Joey there, but, uh, yeah, three Pinsky wins, two of them, Joseph. I mean, does that, he, he's good everywhere, but you, he, he made the statement after the race at Long Beach. He said, you know, um, you know, we, we're, we're gearing up trying to get ready for May already. Cause I want that, that Bjorg Warner. Is it almost like, yes, you want to win every race, but don't blow your wad for lack of a better phrase there before you get to Indy. I honestly think Joseph, you know, Joseph is a, a without a doubt championship competitor all the time, but he's already got two championships. You know what I mean? And, and that's awesome. 
but every, what every driver wants is that Indy 500 for sure. And, and so, you know, what, what he's doing right now, the dominance, you know, it, that stuff all goes out the window. It really does when it comes to the month of May, because it's basically a full month at our incredible Indianapolis Motor Speedway. And you never know what could happen. He could get there and have a car like Will Powers last year. You know what I mean? Like, Will Power didn't forget how to drive and qualify 32nd. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes you don't have the super sparkly great car at Indy. So, I, I think he's going to be uh, fully, fully locked in on trying to win the month of May, the Indy 500. Um, I mean, every driver wants to win every race. But I think, I, I think for sure Joseph cares more right now about trying to go for the Indy 500. I mean, it, it, you, you, I, I would say, I mean, only in my personal opinion, I feel like if I won an IndyCar championship, I'd be like, sweet, check that box off the list. Now we got to go get the Indy 500. Obviously every race there's, there's prize money. There's great stuff, you know, points championship is awesome, but yeah, there's nothing like the month of May and winning the Indy 500. So I, I, I we can't let Joseph get hot. Someone's got to stop him. Hopefully it'll be us and Barber, but um, <laughs> I think it's going to be, it's going to be exciting to see how the next few races play out. And where does Dixon make his run to victory lane, right? When does, when does he get back there? Uh, when does Alex Pelot get back to victory lane? They've all been kind of there. Uh, when does another team win? You know what I mean? Like it's, it's going to be interesting, but also have to thank Chevrolet as well. I think Chevrolet's done a great job. The Chevy teams have, have proven to, you know, definitely be strong so far this year. Uh, and, and we can only hope to the bottom of our hearts that that means we've got, got the juice in May uh, and, and have all the power we can get uh, for, you know, the big 200-lap event, 500 miles in yep. the beautiful sun of Indianapolis. Absolutely, yeah. Um, you go Pinsky, Andretti, Ganassi, top three on the podium. Yeah, Alex Plo. I mean – just lurking around right there. Last year's champ, you know, finished his second down in St. Pete, third in uh, Long Beach. Uh, Will Power. That was a funny moment there on the um, – and shout out to IndyCar, the social media team this week. Uh, really, really been pumping out some great audio, great highlights and clips. Um, stuff that, uh, you know, you, you don't typically get to see during the race if you're just watching it on NBC – so the onboards and the radio uh, communications, they've been doing a great job with that. They caught Rossi um, in the middle of the race, you know, good, where's old matey at? And, and, and he says, oh, well, pal, which he did a really good Australian accent. Yeah. Like, I'll see that. Um, obviously, that was, the most, that was the most emotion I've heard on out of Alexander Rossi's radio in a long time. I was like, man, this guy's talking in accents in the middle of the race. That's wild. I was, I was very surprised by that as well. I thought, I thought that was great. Um, Elio Castroneves just kind of sneaky in there at the top 10. Kyle Kirkwood, first top 10 finish for the rook there. Uh, so shout out to him. Paddle Award makes his way up. Graham Rahal, of course. I think he started, what, 17, 18? Just find his way in the top 10. It's like nah, he was 13, but yes, he was 13. The funny part was on the first stint, too, I ended up right behind Graham and I said, Well, this guy always has things go right in the race, so I'm gonna follow this guy. And sure enough, never saw him again after that. We pitted, <laughs> never saw him again, but uh, but yeah, it was it was uh, it was a good, a good event for a lot of people, tough for a lot of folks as well. Um, but man, the people in Long Beach, the event itself. There was just, I think there was so much excitement. We had our, our, our sponsor, BitNile, had 130 people there. Uh, we had a ton of, of guests. Uh, I had a lot of friends come to their first race from L.A., you know what I mean? Yeah. And it was just great to see. 
you know, pretty solid ratings as well. I mean, obviously we're on network NBC, but if it's, you know, up against the masters, uh, a lot was going on on the weekend. Um, and you know, we, we, there's still a missing audience, but if we're getting a million people every weekend so far, that's good. It can only get, you know, hopefully bigger. Um, but yeah, I, I, I still, I still find it funny to talk to people that, you know, have so much, uh, knowledge about F1 now because of their Netflix knowledge. But a lot of those people, I think, came out to watch an IndyCar race. And a lot of those people, like, I, I, I met a lot of people over the weekend that said, yeah, it's our first IndyCar race. Like, we love watching, you know, all that stuff on Netflix, whatever. I was like, that's great. Well, welcome here because mm-hmm. this is going to be a fun weekend. We're going to have great racing, if not better racing than Formula One. Um, and, and, and I love to see that momentum. So many people are pumped for the Indy 500. Um, but I just, I, I love being able to bring an IndyCar event to basically folks that knew what it was, but didn't know the actual experience because the IndyCar experience truly is a great one. And yeah, it was just, it, it was awesome to, uh, just see again, people who had not been to a race enjoy the fact that IndyCar is awesome. I mean, it, it's, 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 it's an incredible, it's an incredible product. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I think they're three for three on races so far in terms of excitement, in terms of, uh, you know, intrigue, watchability, all of that looks great, been very entertaining. Uh, but yeah, dude, like we were down there and the, the line to get into the paddock was crazy. People were waiting after you guys' practice session on Friday when we were down there and the line was nuts for people to get in. People were ready for the autograph sessions. So that was dope to see. Um, yeah, I mean, like you said, the numbers are up big time, big time from where they were last year, the year before. Um, so that's always great to see. And, uh, but I do have to apologize to our listeners, to the people who follow us, because I said last week, I'm taking it upon myself. I'm taking the, the, the throne. I'm taking the flame of IndyCar gambling upon myself wow. uh, to put it out there. And your boy went 0 for 5 on his picks. Oh. Um, so, oh, God, I mean, dude. like, I had I had Rossi, Herda, and Polo to win, and then I had uh, McLaughlin over Eric Snowy. I can't remember who I had Scotty over, and then I had um, Will Power over Roman. Power finishes fourth, Roman second. Polo's right there. Herda, I mean, everyone was right there. But the first week that I'm like very openly on Twitter, like, yeah, this is it. Like, I'm putting what I think about out there. I'm putting people getting their interest into IndyCar betting and DraftKings and all that. And uh, the first weekend, of course, I go 0 for 5. So we'll try to bounce back uh, here in a couple weeks and and get ready for the month of May. But that's part of it, you know? I mean, sometimes you go out there and you you go 3 for 4 with two home runs and a double, and then other times you go 0 for 4 with four strikeouts. That's just gambling. That's how it that's, works. Uh, apparently that's how it works. Again, I, I can't comment on anything about that because apparently I get in trouble for ever saying anything about gambling and motorsport, but I hope we do have official gambling partner at some point because that would be awesome. All these, uh, all these sports books trying to, you know, we, we need to get racing on there for sure for our fans, for the folks that are, you know, that support us. Um, but there was a really cool announcement, uh, recently with IndyCar, not sure why this came before having a sports gambling partner, but we're doing NFTs with Tom Brady's company and we're we're getting that autograph, autograph collection or whatever Tom Brady's company is there. They are now partnered with IndyCar, which is cool. Like you had Tom Brady tweeting about 
IndyCar, which that again, cool. that is, that's powerful. We might not have television commercials that let you know that we're racing, but if Tom Brady's talking about IndyCar, that's important. So I, I think that, that, was, that was a great work from the great work from them. Again, look forward to seeing what that's all about. Um, but yeah, to have, have a little, little heat from Tom on Twitter. And again, I'm a Colts fan, so I really, I can't support Tom Brady, but I do know that he's probably a smart guy. He's got a great brand. And if he's with us, then you know what? I'll ride with Tom. Do you think this means that we could see a, a, a TB12 appearance at the Motor Speedway month of May? I, I, I can only assume they're working on it. <laughs> I can only assume they're working on it. Hey, we, yeah, we were talking about, uh, yeah, we posted it out on our socials, um, which, by the way, follow us at Speed Street Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, we put it out there about waving the green flag. That was before we knew this news was coming. So, hey, we got this partnership. Maybe old Tommy Brady comes out with his beautiful face and his cool sunglasses and uh, walks the red carpet and uh, waves the green flag and does all that. That would be very, very interesting. And, and, and especially, to your point, with 350,000 Hoosiers, who a lot of them are probably Colts fans, yeah. <laughs> Tom Brady, that would be a sight to see. Maybe, yeah, maybe he's going to come to Alabama instead or some other place. I don't know. Maybe he's, maybe he's going to pick another race other than the heart of the Colts fan base. I can only imagine hearing 350,000 people boo when the green flag waves because Tom's out there waving the green flag. <laughs> that would be a sight to see, though. That would go crazy on social, and then end result would be great for the, our sport and our series. That's awesome. I, Let's I hope know. so. We need, we need those sports center top ten moments, so that might be one of them. Uh, what else is going on? We got, uh, the Bristol race, uh, the dirt, the dirt Easter special. Coming yep. up. Tell us, yes, tell indeed. us about that. I mean, what do you, you, you gotta love a little dirt racing, right? Well, of, of course. I, I still think that I enjoyed Kyle Larson's interview recently. I, I heard him talk about it on Sirius XM, um, because Kyle's a dirt racer, right? And so he knows what, what real dirt racing is all about and how to do it properly. And I think he was very, you know, he was very against racing the cup cars on dirt with a windshield. He's like, he, he thinks it's, it's just not right. He thinks they shouldn't be there with, with a windshield. Um, and I think, I, I, I think he's right. I, I think if you're going dirt racing, you, there's plenty of other ways to protect the driver. Um, and then, you know, have, have the ability to control what you see uh, by, you know, by the tear offs that you got in your visor. Um, but yeah, like, like even right now with our aero screen, you know, we used to have, you know, if we hit some debris or some fluids or whatever, we just pull a tear off. Now we don't have that ability anymore with the aero screen, same with them in the windshield. So it's, uh, it, it was interesting comments to hear, but I do hope it goes well for them. I'm, I mean, I'm going to watch, like, it's going to be great. I'm going to watch a truck race, uh, tonight and to support our buddy Parker Klingerman. I FaceTimed him last night while I was inebriated. And uh, he seemed to be excited about the race. So uh, I also tried to FaceTime pretty much every single person in my phone book, uh, except for you, Joey, because I know you're an expectant father and, you know, you're probably asleep early. Uh, but it was, it, it was, uh, it, yeah, I, I think this weekend's going to be exciting for NASCAR. And I do just, I do hope it goes well for him. I do. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, Easter Sunday night, you know, probably going to have a lot of eyeballs on there because people are just hanging out, uh, you know, eating their Reese's eggs. Are you a big Easter guy? What's the, what's the Easter plan for you? Yeah, well, well, me and mom, we're going to Easter Sunday church tomorrow. And 
we're bringing Alex Rossi with us, uh, and then probably going to go have lunch at the house. And uh, yeah, my my family's big Easter family. We haven't we don't really get together that often as much anymore because everyone's being adults and doing life. And so yeah, we'll get the family together for a little Easter lunch and uh, hang out for a little bit, and then uh, yeah, and then get ready for all the IMS testing this week, which will be which will be a lot of fun. I, I can't I cannot wait like. I actually forgot that the test was next week. And when I looked at the schedule and I was like, wait a second, we get to drive at Indy next week. It was, um, it was very exciting. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm pumped. I wish I could be there. It's open to the public. So everybody out there, if you want to go on Tuesday and Wednesday, I think, right? Yes. Uh, no, it is Wednesday, Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday. Sorry. Weather dependent. Of course. If you want to go uh, Wednesday, Thursday, I think uh, out there in turn two, they're letting folks open the public free, go watch some cars, go fast around the track, get you ready for uh, the month of May coming up. I will be keeping up with it on Peacock and on IndyCar radio down there from the beach. I'm going to Florida. I'm, uh, oh, yeah. I'm doing a little baby moon uh, with the wife. Hitting a baby the beach. moon. Yeah, that's a popular thing now. Apparently, you know, they're like, hey, one last getaway before, you know, your life changes forever and you got this craziness of the baby. So we're like, yeah, let's do that. So before May, we're taking some time to go uh, enjoy ourselves before the little boy comes around. And uh, yeah, so I'll be on the beach. And I'm, I'm very much looking forward to that because I love when I see photos of people who are, you know, they got their iPad and they got the peacock pulled up and they're sipping on a... Uh, you know, mimosa, strawberry daiquiri right there on the beach. And so I'm going to be having a great time uh, watching you guys go around the track, uh, just not in person, just down on the beach. So uh, with that test that happens, um, you know, is, is it – what rate the level of importance in terms of, I mean, for everybody or is it just like, okay, now, you know, for rookies, for Jimmy Johnson, for Roman Grosjean, it's even more important than it is for somebody like yourself who's a seasoned vet there. How does this testing week go down? Well, I mean, it's definitely obviously most important for the guys who haven't done it yet, or the guys who are, you know, getting getting used to the place. Uh, you know, people that have gone to new teams, right, new teams. Every, every team has a different philosophy at Indy on what they like to run. Um, and, you know, I know our team, you know, we, we've, we, we were at the simulator this week, but also, you know, also the wind tunnel, you know, trying to figure out every, you know, every, every, every piece of speed that we can find, uh, you know, for the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Um, so yeah, there, there'll be a lot, but I think the, the most important thing about this test is to not overthink it, right? You know, you could spend two days wondering where three mile an hour is and why, you know, why aren't we this, that, or whatever, uh, and, you know, come, come the month of May when everything is, you know, fully, fully locked in and, uh, you know, ready to go race prepared, you know, you're, you're all good. So last, you know, last year as well, we didn't have our Indy 500 car, uh, you know, even painted yet, like our, our, our um, you know, our actual race car. So uh, we actually had to wrap, you know, wrap over the paint, uh, you know, to not reveal it yet. Uh, so yeah, it, it'll be, it'll be good. And it'll also actually be important for me because this is my first Indy 500 with the 20 crew. Uh, you know, last year, obviously, and the last two years, I've had a, you know, separate Indy 500 crew. So, you know, this will be my first time at the Speedway with my engineer, Pete. Um, who I obviously work with at every other race, but, uh, but he's got to learn, you know, how I interact. So that, that's actually, you know, the most important thing is he's got to figure out when I say it's got a touch of entry overseer or maybe a little bit of mid coin, like you use certain adjectives to describe certain, certain things in race cars. 
a lot of times you use a number system, one to five, right? Well, it's, 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 it's loose on entry uh, one, or maybe it's, it's two out of five loose on entry or three out of five pushy understeer from, you know, apex to exit. Uh, and so he really hasn't heard that out of me yet for the Annapolis Motor Speedway. And the Annapolis Motor Speedway is like, you know, it's absolute precision. It has to be perfect everywhere or as close as you can get. So there'll be a learning process for us for sure. Um, but I go into it comfortable knowing that, you know, we basically can run this, the, the setup that we had last year that we were happy with in the race. Um, and, and that gives us, you know, a lot of confidence. So it'll be, it'll be a great way to just get back into things at the speedway. I have, we obviously haven't been since the last, you know, since the race. So haven't been on that oval since the, you know, the checkered flag wave. So it'll be, it'll be, it'll, it'll be a lot of fun. Hell yeah, man. That's very exciting. Very, very exciting. We've got a couple questions uh, from Twitter at Speed Street Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Be sure to give that a follow. Um, our guy, Brian Dawson, he, uh, he, he met you over the weekend, took a photo with you uh, wearing one of the Connor Daly shirts from our friends at the shop. And he's been really active with us on Twitter. So we appreciate Brian there. He says, comparing a GP Long Beach in spring this year, or last year closing out the season, which do you prefer going forward? I think it has to be April. It has to be the, the springtime where it normally is. Um, it's such a great way to get the, you know, get the season rolling. Like Long Beach, you know, St. Pete's incredible to start to start. Texas, obviously, I love Texas because it's a great track, but there's not a ton of people there, sadly. Yeah. You know, the, the promoter, I think, could do a better job. I think we just we, – we have to – no one in Texas knew that we were racing in Texas. So no wonder you're not going to be able to fill a hundred thousand seat auditorium style grandstand. You know what I mean? But St. Pete is incredible. Long beach is it, it just, it's the, it's the right energy builder for the month of May. It's, it's an incredible stepping stone knowing that, all right, we had 189,000 people or whatever at, uh, at long beach time to crank it up a little come the month of May. So uh, it, it was, it, I think it's, it's always going to remain in the spring and I, I hope it does. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I, I, I think it makes too much sense. And to your point, yeah, it's just that precursor and gets the juices flowing even more uh, for the spectacle. Uh, and May, Charlie wants to know, we talked about it earlier, how does Graham Rahal do that thing where he qualifies in the teens and finishes seventh? You know what? It, it's a great question. I, I think, at first, um, I, I didn't actually know the first stint. He, my, my engineer or my my uh, my my guy on the stand, Tim. He said that Rayall was struggling a little bit, but realistically, it was actually just the cars in front of us. Felix Rosenquist was struggling a little bit, and uh, and then once we got by Felix, once Felix pitted, we all actually took off. Like the last few laps of both mine and Graham's first stint. We're actually quite quick. We picked up like a second in lap time. Um, and so, you know, we, we he, he was quick enough to make it work. When they pitted, they went to the right tire and they, they, they got out, got, got fast enough to make up some time. And, and Graham was quick. So he does a good job. He executes in the race. That team does a great job in the pits. And that, that's what you get. You get good results and you execute on all those levels. So, uh, his teammates were definitely struggling. I, I, I never saw uh, – I never saw Jack in my mirror once and then never saw um, Lundergardner ever. Um, so that, and those – you know, we know they're quick. So, 
uh, you know, I, I think it's just one of those, one of those interesting weekends for, for a lot of different guys. Yeah. Savvy vet there, that guy, Graham and uh, congrats yeah. to him. We're going to have, uh, he's having another, his wife's having another baby and they just announced it uh, on Saturday. So baby number two coming from Graham Rahal and yep. the wife, Courtney. Uh, and it's going to be right around the time that my babies do. So we'll have a, a Rahal and a Molinaro out there at the track. Uh, hanging out, being buddies, so that'd be good. We're gonna, it's crazy, dude. We're gonna have there's gonna be a New Garden, a Wiccans, a Ray Hall, and a Molinero all within like four months of each other. Yeah, that's wild. Oh, Bob Wiccans was was down there in uh, Kentucky with us as well, and and uh, it was great to see Rob. Obviously, he's he's about to be a dad very soon himself. Yeah, dude. So very exciting. Maybe in like 15 years, they'll all be like you know carting and shit together, and that'd be hilarious and then uncle Con uncle connor can just come out and show him how to get it done you know what i mean oh yeah <laughs> um all right dude uh you got anything else i think we're we're pretty good right yeah no i mean i, I i'm excited for the indie test we covered that all we got some questions in we got i do have a funny story about the random indy 500 driver of the week please there was, a, there was someone who told me uh I, I don't know what we were talking about but they had mentioned – actually, I was doing a podcast, uh, a podcast interview, and I uh, had said to them, I was like, yeah, we kind of do uh, this, this cool little segment on our show called the Random Indy 500 Driver of the Week. And he was like, oh, yeah, I feel like I knew one of those guys one time, uh, Ricky Treadway. He was like a guy that, like, they were, you know, a rich family, and all of a sudden and I was like, oh, you know what's funny? We call our segment the Ricky Treadway Random Indy 500 Driver of the Week. And it was like, it was a very, very funny uh, uh, happening that went on there. I enjoyed it quite a lot. So, Dude, that's awesome. The legend lives on. The legend of Rick lives on. Le yeah, cool. the legend of Rick. <laughs> so I, I want to go to a, a very interesting I, – I, I went to the 2000 Indy 500. And I think we have done a driver from that year before – but there's a couple other things that I, I, I saw on Twitter the other day, a driver that um, withdrew that didn't, that didn't race in the Indy 500 that year. But I, I don't know. I, I thought it was interesting to maybe look at, all right, maybe we should try to, you know, give some, give some love to the folks that might not have made the race. I don't right. know. Lay it on me. I don't, I don't remember Russ Gamester. I don't remember Russ Gamester. I was there. And I don't, I don't remember that name. I, a lot of the other guys that tried to qualify, I do remember seeing. But Russ Gamester, it said he withdrew, but I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. There was no sponsor on the car, but I did some research on Russ Gamester because I, I want to know who this is. And uh, big dirt guy for a long time, USAC dirt racer, uh, now lives in Peru, Indiana, apparently, according to Wikipedia. Uh, but yeah, he attempted to complete rookie orientation for the 2000 Indy 500 in a dryer Reinbold car, but failed to complete rookie orientation. Now that's Ooh. tough. I don't, I don't know how that works. Maybe that, I don't know. I, I would love to actually get a story on Russ Gamester. All right. it, are you saying Gamester or Gangster? Gamester, like G-A-M-E. Like <laughs> game, game, okay. Russ Gamester. Yeah, Russ Gamester. So he didn't complete rookie orientation, which that means he didn't even get to qualify. But you know what? That's our random Indy 500 driver of the week. So we're right it's there. like that dude that, like, 
you know, the kid that, like, his parents forget to take him to his physical so he can't play Little League, you know? <laughs> oh, man, that's wild. It's like step number one, you got to get in there, guy. Do I would love to actually team. know. I would love to actually know in the last, in the last, like, 40 years, who, like, how many people have actually not passed rookie orientation? I would actually be, I would be very curious to know that. Maybe that's, if you, if you know that, someone tweeted at us. Yeah. I'm sure there's somebody out there. I feel like Jeremiah Morrill probably has to know that. Um, how about how about old Billy Boat? Billy Boat's great guy. Great guy. You not know the name Billy Boat? William Leonard Boat. Billy Boat. Yeah, Billy Boat's a legend. Former pole sitter at the Speedway. Uh, he his his kids run a very successful uh, dirt racing team now. They're very very good. Very talented people. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, I was just going through the grid. That's what we do it. That's why we do it each and every week. Davey Hamilton in there. Obviously, Juan Pablo Montoya. Juan Pablo. There. Um, Fantastic, dude. All right. Well, uh, good deal, man. Um, Be safe out there on the test. Do well. Knock it dead so we can get ready for uh, the month of May. You can take the checker there and drink the milk. Uh, Big week there. I'll be heading down to Florida. So, uh, looking forward to that. Everybody be sure to follow us at Speed Street Pod, Twitter, Instagram. Also, uh, subscribe. Keep the subscribers growing. The, the subscribers grow each and every week. I say it every week, but that's because it's true. I check. They go up. The listenership and download go up. So that's awesome. And just like Connor was saying, you know, you're talking to him about it in the paddock. Tell your other friends. Hey, old Joey and Connor, they shoot the shit, you know, for about an hour every week about racing and uh, everything going on in their life, and it's a good time. I promise you. Uh, there is not only the testing going on that we know next week, but got some meetings to hopefully lock in some very, very exciting news and uh, events for the month of May out at the Motor Speedway next week as well. So um, crossing our fingers and hopefully be able to announce some of those next week. So love that deal, man. Yeah. Anything else from you, my man? That's it. I think let's uh, make sure you tell all your friends that we got to watch the barber race on NBC because we got to keep these TV ratings going. Let's go. Keep the TV ratings up. Let's do it. Getting ready to head in the month of May. I appreciate you guys listening. And uh, until next time, we'll talk to you on Speed Street.